0: Hello and welcome everyone podcasting from Kansas City, Missouri. This is the Wired Women in Real Estate Development Podcast, where women share their stories and journeys to real estate investing and focus on educating and empowering a strong community of women. I'm your host, Nusheen Shalari. So we're here today with Audrey and Cheryl. Um, Thanks again for for joining us on this episode. Um, So this episode is really focused on how Wired was founded And I wanted to first give it over to Cheryl to talk about what is WIRED um, and give us a little bit of background on, um, you know, what the mission is and what the goals are.
1: Well, thank you, Nushin. Um, This is WIRED Women in Real Estate Development. And we are a group of women in Kansas City who are either brokers, developers, or investors in the commercial real estate industry, or women who wish they were in the commercial real estate industry and aren't sure how to... Get involved or switch over to commercial, and um, we just want to be a mentoring and support group for women in the industry. We aren't a networking group, so we're not there to sell one another we're there to support and help and teach and mentor one another
0: fantastic um, Audrey, if you can tell us a little bit about how Wired was started and you know sort of what is the impact that we're we're aiming to make with this group?
2: Sure. Well, thank you, Nushin. We uh, started Wired really as the mentoring organization that we wished we always had. Um, Cheryl and I have known each other for about 20 years in the commercial and retail side of the industry. We're among the few women, um, and certainly 20 years ago, we were really among the few women in our business, and um, we always wished that there was a mentoring and collaboration opportunity Um, to help us grow, particularly from a service provider to an investor and developer. And um, so we founded this group with that in mind. Um, As Cheryl mentioned, we really focus on topics that are relevant to investing and developing real estate. And it's a safe environment for us to collaborate. There's no um, dumb questions. Um, And we have a lot of diversity in terms of the style and type of properties that the different women who are members um, are involved in. And so whether it's multifamily or industrial or hospitality or single family, um, there's a lot of different strategies out there. And our goal is to collaborate and share information.
0: I know Wired is
2: doing fantastic things
0: um, currently and very, very full of energy and full of life. Um, so I want to hear a little bit about how each of you started, um, and your, your backgrounds leading up to this point and to starting Wired and what, what, what was kind of the, the light bulb that went off for that moment all of a sudden when you said we need to start something, something like this.
1: So I'll start. I, um, got my real estate license in 1996, so 25 years ago here soon. And, um, Loved the, the industry, but it's hard to get started. It took me about three years to make any money. And I kind of moved from firm to firm, um, working for male commercial real estate firms uh, who were brokers themselves and found that there just really isn't any kind of a teaching, mentoring, or um, development piece of uh, joining a firm. So it's really learn as you go. And in 2005, I started my own company, um, and just operated as a retail tenant rep um, broker, and um, after you know moving around, utilizing my company within other companies because I like collaborating and not just working alone as a solopreneur. Um, I ended up talking with Audrey. She had started her own firm, and we really both enjoy collaborating. And found that relationship and that collaboration to be working so well, so inspiring that uh, I noticed that a lot of women collaborate more in the Dallas market, some friends of mine, and they are really tight knit group. they share a lot, they have fun together, they golf together, they're just, uh, they seem to have what we wished we had. So um Audrey and I both had virtual assistants, and we decided we were going to launch Wired to be the mentors we wish we had in the Kansas City market. So we wanted to intentionally create a group that would have changed the trajectory of our careers had we had it in our early years.
2: Very well put, Cheryl. I think that um, as we talked about what we wanted Wired to become, we really wanted it to focus not only on mentorship, but owning real estate. And so um, in that um, transition, um, both Cheryl and I had invested in in our own real estate projects over the years in a lot of broad um, types of of acquisitions. Um, Cheryl worked with some national uh, retailers and had assembled land um, and played a key role in the development side of the business. Um, I had invested in apartments, which slowly grew to small shopping centers and commercial buildings. And um, both of us, I think, learned from trial and error. So um, we learned from our mistakes and, and we wish we had other people's mistakes to learn from. And so um, we reached out to several other women um, that we knew in the industry and kind of came together. Um, to begin with really as um, a, a group that was focused on taking all of our businesses to the next level um, and and bringing in younger women to the industry in kind of a safe environment um, from a collaboration perspective. Um, I think Cheryl used a phrase uh, of being territorial. Our industry is territorial and it's so hard to learn um, the nuances, um, particularly in a, a territorial environment. Um, I was really lucky when I worked for Kessinger Hunter, which was the Cushman firm at the time, that I had some great mentors on the real estate investing side. But again, making that transition from a service provider, um, uh, consulting clients on a day-to-day basis to owning and developing my own properties was a, was a big leap. And um, our Wired organization has been a great foundation for that. Um, I've learned lots of different creative strategies uh, from our team of women that I don't think I would have ever considered. And I think if there's one thing that's common in our industry is there's not a single way to 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 perform a transaction or to develop a property. There's many different strategies out there and really collaborating from that sense has, has been a core focus.
1: And I would add that, that some of the hard parts are how to source the money, how to work out the the money, how it's shared, how you're, you know, you put together the or, original down payments, how, you know, what banks to go to, how, how you pitch it, how you put it together, how you structure it when you have a group, because that can be. You know that can be a hurdle that most people just don't overcome if you don't have the money yourself, you just don't invest well there's there's a million ways to do it, and when you put your heads together and you bring your resources together, you can really figure out some strategies that work.
0: fantastic Audrey. so what you know when we first spoke um, a few months back, I was really intrigued on how you got started and how you kind of been passing off the philosophy of real estate and real estate investing to people around you. So can you kind of explain how you got into real estate in the first place?
2: Yes, I can. I started um, in commercial real estate about almost 20 years ago, uh, not straight out of college, but pretty close. And um, I had owned a duplex. My dad, who's been a mentor in the real estate space uh, to both me and my brother, was uh, a great advisor at that time in my life he convinced me to buy a duplex and the financial firm that i was working for uh, downsized Um, and so at the time i thought what what better career to pursue uh, than real estate
0: Uh, what led you to actually starting um launching clemens and what your philosophy is about real estate today
2: Yeah, you know, um, my brother and I started at the same time that I joined the Cushman firm. um, We started investing in small apartments. And I can remember asking uh, the managing partner of the company I worked for about some of the investments that we were considering. And he told me, oh, you really don't want to own buildings that people live in. They're a lot harder to manage. It's going to be really tough work. And you're better off learning the commercial real estate industry and really focusing on commercial properties long-term. I did both. Uh, My brother and I acquired some small apartment buildings. Um, Again, we had no experience at that time. And and we learned as as we went along. Um, I think that the the first property that we purchased, um, the sewer backed up in the basement, the day we closed. <laughs> so, uh, we really learned on, on the fly. And um, I have to say that we, although apartments are very difficult to manage, um, we kind of fell in love with the historic neighborhood of Midtown, but it was coordinating a lot of details that all together affect the return of the property. And so we learned a lot of lessons in those early years. Um, we learned how to not just renovate properties, but how to maintain them long-term, how to build relationships with tenants, um, how to screen tenants. That was another hard lesson that we learned early on. Um, but, but again, I think that one of the things that, that we learned along the way that was the most significant was the economics behind investment real estate. And whether it's multifamily properties or shopping centers or industrial buildings, a lot of those principles hold true. Um, so over the years, we've acquired a portfolio that includes almost every asset class out there, um, including hospitality. We we just entered the hospitality space this year, and I think that um, I think that a lot of those fundamentals were key to our growth. Right, right,
0: exactly. So h- how have you formatted the Wired Group for sharing experiences and knowledge in kind of this collaborative way? Um, and you know, the whole education piece for women that are newer to the industry and um, welcoming them in gracefully with the women that are already experienced in the space.
1: I might just share that we've just recently, we're probably around for three or four years now, and we've really, it's really been fly by the seat of your pants. Uh, We just do a happy hour once a month. We make sure to pitch, uh, I mean, pick a female owned business or a very cool new project in Kansas City that we all want to see. Um, we try to find a sponsor or a host that can help us. We want the, the, the meeting itself to be an experience where we see or learn something while we're there about the building, about the project, or the development, or the business owner if it's a, a woman-owned restaurant. And um, really together, we would just plan and program what we would do that month. And, and I would typically think of something I really wished I had more information on. And I would assume other women would want the same. And we'd ask for advice or input. But now we have a programming committee. So we can have a small group of committed women who want to every month make sure we're putting forward um, relevant topics that everybody's interested in or that's relevant to the moment, for instance, like when COVID hit, we really worked on personal branding videos just like this one, because women are, are typically uncomfortable on camera or videotaping themselves and we wanted to help everyone get past that and just practice. Um, t- just to, just to roll with the current you know climate, so you aren't left behind. So we, we kind of just go quarter by quarter and figure out what's happening in our industry that we need to tackle and that will help us each. And then Audrey has an investment committee she can talk about.
2: Yes. So uh, one of our co- core goals with Wired was to invest in properties together. And um, a lot of the individual members have invested in projects, um, one-off projects with each other. Um, but about A year ago, we decided to invest in our first, um, you know, wired investment property together. We had uh, 22 women who elected to participate, um, and we acquired a small retail uh, commercial building near the plaza. Um, We went through the project soup to nuts. Um, It was a very low barrier of entry uh, financially. And we were able to accommodate both new to the business investors who really wanted to see a project from start to finish and needed that, that mentorship all the way up to seasoned investors um, who uh, own and operate their own portfolios. We worked with a great lender who was accommodating to having 22 lenders, uh, the Bank of Prairie Village. And um, that, that's complex to coordinate. But I think it was really important for us um, to come together as a group um, and launch that initiative. And our goal is to acquire one property a year ongoing.
0: What are the ways of working with women that are really unique?
2: Yeah, you know, I think that uh, women are by nature problem solvers. And um, sometimes it's awkward for men in our industry to relate to women. And oftentimes it's not even intentional. Um, but it's really easy for them to hire other men that they know. Um, and that's a natural um, progression in the industry in terms of career tracks. And so I think what, what our purpose with Wired is, is to offer that same type of mentorship um, and to help with the problem solving that you might face in the workplace or in from a business sense. Um, women aren't always as um, competitive or direct or aggressive And it's great to be able to watch other mentors um, in those roles.
0: So what is the balance of working with men and um, how do you kind of think, how do you kind of think or approach working with other men in the industry?
1: You know, this is really complicated and we have a lot of, uh, we've had a few meetings about this and and always need to, to talk about it each year as things change and society changes. But um, you know, there are gender issues in commercial real estate. uh, Um, commercial real estate men often aren't used to dealing with women every day that are meeting them as a peer uh, negotiating against them and we do have a a softer approach looking for the win-win where where we have to deal with the tactics and you know if you're not going to meet them with the same tactics how are you going to get the outcome you need for your client so it's really just a balance between assertive aggressive creativity and I think when I think about the men that really like to work with me in the industry, I think it's because they know you're going to go in and find the solution without a big fight. I think mm-hmm. they might like the departure of, okay, here's another deal. And I've dealt with this guy before and he's, you know, cause it's so competitive for them. Mm-hmm. And for us, I think they're used to collaborating with women. It's just our nature. And, we can get tough if we need to and it's not going our way or we're getting steamrolled, you know, and that's the beauty of wired because we can go to our women friends because deals can last six months, you know, to negotiate and talk through what we're dealing with. Often it's sexism or misogyny or, or just, you know, intimidation tactics. And so you do learn year after year after year, how to be tough and how to, um, not take any guff (laughs) and give some back when you need to and put your foot down on the deal points that you're not going to negotiate. Yes.
2: And and I think it's really easy to, to, um, fall on one extreme or the other. Um, as a woman, we have a little bit tighter balance, um, of not being the pushover, uh, but also not being too harsh. Um, and it's a tough balance. Um, But I think that looking at it from the perspective of collaboration and having a a uh, win-win, really getting to the problem-solving piece of it, as opposed to the finger-pointing piece of it, um, has has been um, really a great uh, strategy. And um, I I agree with Cheryl that there is a lot of um, there's a refreshing approach to that. Um, I think that as our industry evolves, that problem solving has really become front and center.
1: I might add that, you know, women do have intuition. They have a gut. They have a emotional intelligence about what people need, reading the room, um, understanding when someone's demeanor has changed or if there's something they need. I often can anticipate needs really well. And I think that can be a leg up. If you're really paying attention to your client and goal is to reach an intended outcome for the client that you have been hired for, I think that we really have uh, uh, the ability to get there through uh, going above and beyond. And uh, they appreciate it when you know what they needed. Maybe it's more information. They're just afraid to sign on the bottom line. Well, let me send you some comparables. And, And you can really overcome some of those fears because you've anticipated some 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 needs that they have. Yep. Because I think it's really important if somebody's watching this and I can think of all different walks of life that are like oh well I'm interested in this, you know, coming up with your first investment. It took me 20 years before I I really had the confidence or even knew how to approach um, purchasing a property. I think one thing I wish someone had, had told me early on that I figured out way too late was When you are interested in a property and you want to identify the pros and cons, you do, you go ahead and put it under contract and then you do your due diligence and that way you have control before you, because once you analyze it and you decide, Oh yes, this is great. It's too late. It's already under contract. So um, that fear of putting something under contract is really unfounded because you're putting down a small um, earnest money deposit and you get it back if you if you cancel in the right time frame, so um, I didn't have the money or the lending um, relationships as a leasing agent when I started, so I ended up muddling through it by buying property at the Jackson County tax sale on the auction, and um, and at that point I knew good properties. I knew um, I had a good instinct. I just had been afraid to pull the trigger mostly you know down payments can be hard to come up with i didn't have all of the resources to know you can you can ask your friends you can you have family friends you know everybody's looking for a return on investment and if you don't really understand NOI or ROI or or the opportunity cost of money that people around you have you it's easy to pitch if you know what people want and they really want to just not have their money sit there making nothing And um, if I just understood those things, and I was a CCIM, I'd learned it, but you have to try it. You have to put something under contract. You have to calculate, you know, in a practical sense. And I think starting small at the tax sale was my way of really learning as I went. I think I have 28 properties now and um, all of it was really by trial and error. And it was a long road. And I just really wish I had started in my fifth year.
2: Mm -hmm. I I would echo that, Cheryl. I think that um, one of the best pieces of advice we can uh, impart to women who are entering or early in their career in our industry is um, the path to building wealth is not fees. Um, I, I always thought it was and I, I similarly wish um, that I had made that move to investing in real estate sooner um, or scaling that investment sooner. Um, I was very fortunate to have a dad who was a mentor in that sense. I was very fortunate to have invested in some properties when I was was young and, and starting in the business, but I really didn't realize the impact of those early investments um, in, until I am where, where I'm at now. And I think that it's the timing of investing in real estate um, is so compounded. And so um, don't start 20 years after you you enter the industry would be my single piece of advice. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. And I think it's I think it's really great that Wired is kind of creating that platform for people that are younger like me. Um, that can kind of jump right in and hear these stories and um, be part of a first investment um, and, you know, dip your toes into the water without uh, having, you know, having to go through all of the, the self-doubt and, um, you know, the the whirlwind of information that's coming towards you and kind of be led in the right direction. So it's, it's really in- inspiring. And I hope that Wired can can grow to, you know, to show and impact more women, how they can invest in real estate and how they can actually become successful in it. And, and I want to close with, um, our last question. What is a unique impact that women can have in
2: real estate? Yeah, I, I think women have a unique ability to, uh, problem solve, uh, by nature we're problem solvers. And if I know anything about real estate, there's a lot of obstacles and problems to tackle. And, um, we do it in a collaborative way. And I think that's, that's a a refreshing approach to the commercial real estate industry.
1: Yeah. I would say, you know, when you look at uh, the efforts in the last few years to diversify boardrooms, you know, you look at uh, really the, in my mind, if you look at the diversity and the, you know, the, the gender of the top people in our, um, country, um, if we had that same makeup of diversity and and women in those rooms at the, on those boards on those boards, or running these commercial real estate companies, I really think the landscape changes drastically. I think it changes the fear of gentrification and urban developments. Um, I think women just bring a creative and a myriad of talents.
0: Wow. So, so inspiring and so impressive um, to have this conversation with the two of you. Um, I, I, I want you to share real quick on how women that are listening can get in touch or get in contact um, with the Wired group.
2: You can get in touch with us by uh, going to um, our Facebook page, which is Wired Kansas City.
0: All right. Fantastic. And that's it. Thanks, Cheryl and Audrey, again, um, for joining us for for these few minutes um, and great conversation about learning how Wired was founded. Thanks for everyone for listening to the show. Um, You can subscribe wherever you get podcasts um, and write to us. Our email address is wiredkcpodcast at gmail.com. Our show is produced this month by Lauren and Carrie. Uh, and thanks also to Audrey Navarro and Cheryl, the duo who founded Wired KC. And I'm Nishin Shalari your host, and you've been listening to Wired podcast.